Hey everybody, this is Kaysen, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Kids, this is Titans Talk with Kaysen, a very official Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, my mom. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Hi. So, the winning streak is over. They fought hard. Gotta give the boys credit. They they did fight hard. Um, Malik fought hard, um, especially in a sec, only his second start against a powerhouse team. Can't win all of them. If you didn't see it, the Titans lost in overtime to the Kansas City Chiefs, twenty to seventeen on Sunday Night Football in prime time. You know, the first half it's so different than what happened in the second half. In the end of it, the thing I keep thinking about is the fact that we almost beat them, and I mean, technically, it was a tie. It was like overtime. Just was like. I don't know. It should have ended at 17-17, and there were some missed opportunities on our side, but there was a lot of positive things that came out of the game. You know, the defense really played their hearts out this past Sunday. From Jim Wyatt's article on TennesseeTitans.com, the six things that stood out, you know, the defense, they deserve a lot of recognition after this one for making plays throughout the game. Defensive lineman Danico Autry had a pair of sacks. I mean, that was huge. I remember watching during the game and thinking, and just kind of yelling at the TV, okay, did they go pretend they're co- the Colts? Pretend they're the Colts? Pretend they're the Colts, you know? Yeah. And so I was really happy for him that he got those two sacks. And then also the other defensive lineman, Mario Edwards and Demarcus Walker, they both had sacks as well. Cornerback Roger McCreary picked off Mahomes in the game. And safety Kevin Byard led the team with 12 tackles. Jim goes on to say, I noticed linebacker David Long Jr. all over the field, and he was credited with 10 stops. That's that's tremendous. Um, the Titans, in Jim's words, were feisty in coverage, and the longest pass play of the night for the Chiefs was a 33-yard completion, which it, it really isn't that long. No, a 33-yard completion. I mean, yeah, it's not that long. Mm-mm. Nope. And Mr. Jim goes on to talk about the one downfall, which is on his way to be to being the the goat he was already the baby goat on madden 21 last year right the cover of madden 21 yep uh patrick mahomes mm-hmm, exactly he scrambled for 63 yards and a score and coach vrabel said i think we probably i think we could have probably done a little bit more obviously everyone could there's no moral victories. Is there more we could have done? Yeah. There's more that I could do and there's more the coaches could do and the players so that we could win. But according to, you know, talking about the pressures that David Long Jr. had, according to Pro Football Focus, the Titans defense pressured Patrick Mahomes 37 times. That's a great thing to hear. It is considering that, you know, we didn't win. I think he was kind of a little, you know, he he looked rattled, especially in that first half. And then the defense just not really allowing him a lot of pass plays in the second half. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that the defense did a great job of getting him a home's head. Making him uncomfortable, I think, is a huge thing. And that's going to also be important this Sunday, but we will get into that later. Yeah. Well, that was one of your keys to the game that was make Mahomes uncomfortable. It was, and they did just that, and Mm -hmm. we had a shot there. High five to that. Jim also talks about Derrick Henry. He went over the 100-yard mark for the fifth straight game on Sunday with a 115-yard and two-touchdown performance. Henry scored on a four-yard touchdown run, and he also scored on a one-yard run. 
Along the way, Henry broke Earl Campbell's record with 74 career rushing touchdowns. Henry busted loose for a 56-yard in the contest uh, and when he averaged 6.8 yards per carry. Henry managed just 22 yards and 7 carries in the second half, however, and he left Arrowhead disappointed. It's tough, Henry said. We didn't execute in the second half. We have to play better on offense and make the plays that need to be made. Great words from Derek. I mean, honestly, that just summarizes the game perfectly. And, you know, Teron Davenport from ESPN, he actually posted a video of Derek going around in the locker room after the game and shaking the hand of all of the defensive players. Much, much respect. I mean, he understood that they just, I mean, they were pretty much out there, felt like the whole second half. Here's another big thing. I saw that the Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid, he was talking about the Titans and he was quoted saying that the defensive front is something and that it is something special. Coming from Andy Reid, just a really great coach. That means a lot. They're they're really a Super Bowl caliber defense. I would say so too. I mean, it's definitely, uh, I agree with him 100% on this defense. And like you said, they're a Super Bowl caliber defense. We found out just before game time that Tannehill wasn't going to play and that Malik Willis would get his second NFL start. And in my opinion, Malik absolutely balled out. I mean, he did what he could. He was amazing on that one play in the first half, scrambling out of a sack. That was just incredible. And Malik, he has so much potential in the league right now. I mean, shout out to him. He worked with what he could and he almost got the job done. People were starting to compare him to Patrick Mahomes. And, and, you know, really, you can't blame the defense for the second half. You can't really blame anybody when you're dealing with Patrick Mahomes and how he just is such a different player. I mean, he's he's on his way to, obviously, Hall of Fame status, but... You know what? I also want to shout out Austin Hooper, who made incredible catches throughout the game. He has just been grinding out there. Uh, I'm super glad we got him from Cleveland, and I'm excited to see what he can do in the future as he's just so good. Yeah, we're sending good thoughts to all the guys as they recover this week, getting ready for the Denver game at home, but most especially to Ryan Tannehill and that high ankle sprain. That's got to be frustrating to be on the sidelines and want to play, but you're injured, so. Yeah. Highlighting another great defensive player on the Titans, Christian Fulton has allowed the fourth lowest completion percentage amongst all cornerbacks in 2022, with 40%. In 2021, Fulton finished with the sixth lowest mark of 46%. He's definitely a top 10 corner in the NFL. Personally, I think he's top three, and he was such a good pick from LSU back in 2020. I am so excited to see what he can do for the Titans and his potential. Well, we're just going to jump into some NFL trivia. According to Pro Football Focus, there are only two players with 1,000-plus scrimmage yards this season, and that's Tyreek Hill with 1,129 and Derrick Henry with 1,010. And what is the difference between those two players, Kaysen? Uh, Well, for number one, he gets the ball a lot more, and he is also a wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins, but... He is a great player all around, and um, he knows how to make big plays, but so does Derrick Henry, too. And um, Derrick Henry as a running back, that's pretty big. And also, just those two, in my opinion, are some of the best in the league. And um, just the fact that Derrick's up there just shows how good of a player he is. And again, for a running back, I mean, he is like... But he does catch some. He's caught some more this season than ever before. Previous seasons. Yeah. So... Pretty incredible. 
and he's also now the leading rusher in the NFL with 870 yards, surpassing Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns and his 841 yards. So I think Derek's on his way to a 2,000-plus yard season. What do you think? I think so. I mean, um, he's just... He's just that good, in my opinion. Like, he should have gotten 2,000 yards last year, but the fact that he uh, still was, like, sixth amongst running backs and was injured just shows how much of a competitive player he is. Honestly, I think that he would have gotten more than, uh, like, 2,200 maybe last year, and honestly, I think that he'll get there this year. Same, same, same. I just continually am so grateful that he is a Tennessee Titan. I am, too. Well, now it's time for some Titans franchise trivia, and here's a little stat from John Glennon of Sports Illustrated. The Titans are now 32-4 and when leading after three quarters since the start of 2018, when Vrabel took over. That is an incredible stat, and just shows that like how good uh, of a coach Vrabel is when having the lead. He's a great leader, and um, I'm really glad that he's our head coach here in Tennessee. Yeah, and he won Coach of the Year last year for the entire league. So, and I think that that's, you know, what his reputation is out there amongst other teams. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, like you said, I'm glad he's on our team. Tim Shaw was a DB who played for the Titans from 2010 to 2012. He was diagnosed with ALS in 2014, not long after his six-year playing career ended often referred to as Lou Gehrig's disease. Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis is a progressive neurodegenerative disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord. In 2016, the Titans signed Tim Shaw as a Titan for life, an idea of Titans general manager John Robinson. Shaw continues to be a frequent visitor of Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park, and since his diagnosis, has helped raise money while bringing awareness to people who wake up every day battling ALS. The Titans have recently featured Tim in their two-part docuseries, A Titan Story. Tim Shaw, presented by Permobile. Find it on TennesseeTitans.com and on the Titans channel on YouTube. Yeah, this this docuseries, I start, I've started to watch it, and it's just absolutely incredible. We just thought it would be a really cool thing to share, listener, for a Titan that is continuing to help others and using his platform as a former player and also the support that he has from the Tennessee Titans, even though he didn't play with them the entire time that he was in the league. Um, yeah, we're just sending out good thoughts to him and his family. And it's really cool because he actually shows up on the sidelines at every single home game on the home side. And so if you take a look, you can see him wheeling out just before the players come out in his wheelchair. It's a pretty awesome sight, but I love the fact that, you know, the Titans have featured him in this docuseries. So listener, be sure to check it out. Well, it's that time. We love it so much every week. I don't know. It makes the game more interesting. It's Mr. Jim Wyatt's Britches Report brought to you by Mr. Jim Wyatt (laughs) and your mom. Take it away, Mr. Jim. This is Jim Wyatt of TennesseeTitans.com. And this week's Britches Report is Navy jerseys and light blue britches. Okay, this combination I'm excited to see. It's not one we see often. I'm excited to see that the light blue is going to be a so is going to be in it. Um, it's always nice whenever the Titans wear light blue anything, light blue jersey, light blue pants, light blue socks, whatever. It's just the light blue just absolutely pops off, and I'm super excited to see it um, this Sunday. The only other team in the league that would use light blue is what the Chargers. Ch- the Chargers, yep. 
Yeah, and do they use it very often? Yeah, uh, their powder blue, uh, which is the same color of the Titans, the powder blue, is their main home uniforms. Okay, well, I I like it too. You know, anything like you said with light blue, it's so cool because we got that two-tone blue thing going on with the dark helmet and the light blue in the uniform. I'm here for it. And as always, it's not a Britches report without some Titans Uni Tracker stats from our friend Titans Uni Tracker. Well, the last time the Titans wore this combination was last year on November 21st, 2021. It was against the Texans. It was that terrible game that we lost in the rain at Nissan Stadium. But I feel like we're going to have a different outcome in that uniform this coming Sunday against the Broncos. The overall record for this combination is three wins and one loss. And fun fact, the Titans have never worn this combination in a postseason playoff game. As always, shout out to Mr. Jim Wyatt at Sports on Twitter and Instagram and to Titans Uni Tracker at Titans Uni on Twitter and Instagram as well. I'm excited that we have a home game. I am too. It'll be nice uh, to see that. We've gotten all the away games out of the way. It'll be nice to have some at home. Yeah, they'll be away because they play this Sunday against the Broncos, and then they go to Green Bay on Thursday night football. So basically next week. Yes. Oh, that's going to be exciting. It is going to be exciting. And I I have a friend who is a Green Bay Packers fan. So (laughs) (laughs) You want to give him a shout out? Yeah, shout out to Joel. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Joel. We're, we're anticipating a dub over the Green Bay Packers. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so then after that, they're they're home for 10 days, and then we have a game against the Bengals. I'm super excited for that Bengals game. Tony Romo and Jim Nance should be commentating that game. I hope. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Yeah. But this week's game versus the Broncos at Nissan Stadium is the Salute to Service game, and fans will receive scarves presented by Farm Bureau Insurance. The honorary 12th Titan, this is going to be cool. It's the 101st Airborne Division from Air Assault Best Squad. And that to me means that they're most likely going to be doing a flyover. That'll be awesome. It will be awesome. It's supposed to be cold on Sunday, so those scarves are going to come in handy. Um, The national anthem will be sung by the country band Restless Road. And there will be a salute to service presentation during halftime. And Titans Week 10 Charity Drive is to benefit the Bridge Ministry. Fans attending Sunday's game are encouraged to donate single-serve chip bags. You know those little chip bags you take in your lunch every day? Yeah, that's what we're supposed to bring. The donations will go directly to the Bridge, Inc. for use in their Bridge to Kids bags. The Bridge, Inc. exists to alleviate the suffering of underprivileged children the homeless, and the working poor by providing life-sustaining resources and a message of hope. Collection sites will be positioned near Nissan Stadium entrances, and volunteers will collect donated items before the game up until kickoff. The donation drop site at Gate 1 on the east side on the visitor side will remain open through the first quarter. So if you get there a little late, don't worry about it, listener. There still will be a drop-off collection point open through the first quarter. This is the part I love every week. I love to hear you talk about it. It's Kaysen's forecast and crucial keys to the game. Take it away, Kaysen. Thank you. They play Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. The Broncos have really been struggling this year offensively. Russell Wilson has not been able to get it going. Uh, The defense has done a great job. The defense is really scary. 
they are a great uh, points defense. They have not given up a lot of points to, to opponents. They've really been doing uh, the heavy work, and honestly, um, it's going to be a tough test. If Malik Willis does start on Sunday, we don't know if him or Tannehill will start. It's going to be interesting to see if he can scramble from this Den- Denver defense and make a big play. But it's also up to the receivers to get open for him make and make a play. Pretty much my first key of the game is protect Malik. Malik got sacked twice at the end of the game on Sunday. And, I mean, the offensive line was just fighting for him. But I do think they need to give him a little bit more time to release the ball or scramble or make a play. Because, I mean, you're asking a lot from a rookie right now. Um, especially since he went up against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, if you just give Malik that time just so he doesn't panic, just give him the time to throw the ball, give him enough time to find an open receiver for down the field, or give him enough time to run downfield, like give him a lane, uh, I think that that'll be huge for the offense, and they just need to give Malik time. My second key is uh, don't get Russell Wilson comfortable. Russell Wilson is not comfortable with the Denver Broncos. It doesn't look like he's quite in the field yet of the offense uh he's still learning the plays he's still learning everything about the Denver Broncos so the Titans defense needs to take advantage of that Bud Dupree I mean he got he got injured on Sunday it he was reportedly taken out of the game but um if he does play on Sunday it's going to be vital for him to get up in there and sack Russell Wilson and just make him make mistakes we saw the Colts do that on the Thursday night game they just um made him uncomfortable and makes bad decisions. My final key is hometown crowd. This is usually a key when the Titans play at home, but is a big one, especially this Sunday, as I'm sure a lot of Denver fans will be there. You know, they are great at traveling with the team, but the Titans fans just need to overpower the orange because it's going to be a big game, especially for the AFC. The Titans are going to have to get that sixth win, but the hometown crowd, if you're there, just bring the noise, bring the energy. Just don't stop yelling on third down. Just keep it going keep it loud and let's go the titans are still number one in the afc south and the number four seed in the afc behind the bills chiefs and ravens so at this point we really just need to worry about securing our place in our division yeah i mean the play what happens in the playoffs happens in the playoffs and i mean seeding will be important because um depending on the team we face the jets are red hot right now so i would not want to face them um yeah seeding is important but winning the division is the first thing do not let the colts or jaguars gain momentum to help them get to the top well the colts have a lot going on and uh-huh. we won't talk about that not an actual head coach <laughs> we are not going to talk about that at all Anyway, listener, you can find us on TennesseeTitans.com, on the audio tab, or wherever you're listening now. You can follow us on Instagram at Titans Talk with Kaysen. Send us a DM and let us know where you're listening from, and we'll give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. Listener, thank you so much for tuning in. It really means a lot, so we just want to say thank you. This is Kaysen and Carrie signing off, but don't forget to tighten up and be Tennessee tough and beat the Broncos. Let's go. <laughs>